Good morning, everyone. It is the 28th of September, and I'm joined today by Nathan Sweeney, Seamus Lyons, and Mayank Markenday. Nathan, we had some indications of a slowing of the pace of recovery in the US during the past week. If you could walk us through that. Yeah, Lorna. So, you know, this was expected after a very strong recovery uh, following the big declines we saw earlier in the year. It was expected that the pace of the recovery would begin to slow. So if we look at some of the data we had out last week, it was very mixed. So what we had was we had manufacturing data and housing data still doing well. Actually, that housing data really did surprise on the upside. But on the other side of that, we had the services sector. You're starting to see some slight declines coming through in the services sector. So the reading was slightly off. So just kind of highlighting the fact that we've seen a strong recovery in data. And now we should expect some of this data to slow as, you know, the economy has accelerated as much as it can as, you know, kind of measures remain in place, which kind of drag on economic growth. And how are things looking on the COVID-19 front? Yeah, actually, interestingly, we had one of the kind of authorities on diseases testifying in front of the Senate last week. So we had an individual called Dr. Anthony Fasci, and he was talking about the level of coronavirus cases. And, you know, if we look at the level today, we have a current daily level of around 40,000 COVID cases. And he's estimating that they could increase to about 100,000 in the next couple of weeks. And that's because we aren't seeing guidance followed properly in the US. So that's a real concern. So still failing to keep the outbreak under control in the US. How have the markets reacted to this? Yes, interestingly, actually, if you look at the markets last week, so the biggest daily decline that we saw during the week was when we saw Dr. Anthony presenting to the Senate last week. So that kind of did cause some concern for investors, kind of, um, I suppose, a realization that as we move towards the end of the year, it's likely that uh, you do see a pickup in COVID cases, particularly as we move into that season where you tend to get a lot of viruses circulating and cold circulating. So I think there's concern for the market from that perspective. And some fairly frothy valuations, as we said before. Yeah, I think particularly in FANG stocks, and we did see a lot of that work its way out of the market over the last couple of weeks. But interestingly, if you look at the stock market last week, the S&P did underperform on the week, but actually the Nasdaq was positive for the first time in three, four weeks. Interesting. Bit of a knock on there for the high yield markets, Seamus. Indeed, Lorna. Yeah, a bad week for high yield. Probably I think it's the worst since we've had uh, in early July. Again, driven very much by what Nathan mentioned, it was a bad week for all risk assets. So high yield was down about one and a half towards two percent, led lower by the kind of more lower rated parts of the market, such as triple C. But again, it's after a strong period of performance, been very good performance there for a few months now. So pullback is not unexpected. So do you, is it just profit taking or what else do you think might be happening there? Profit-taking is probably one of the key reasons. I mean, as I said, it's been quite a strong period of performance. But yeah, there's nothing specific to the asset class. I mean, it actually lagged some of the strong market performance you, you had seen throughout the summer period. So July and August, very strong for equity markets. It was good for high yield, but not by as much. And whilst you've seen a correction in September, again, it's lagged the correction you've seen in equity. So it's nothing specific to high yield, just more really. I think profit-taking is probably the best way to summarize it. Thank you for that. In the commodity markets, Mayank, we've had quite a poor week. I see Brent was down quite significantly again. Yes, yeah, so Brent was down almost 3% and WTI, which is equivalent in the US, was down minus 2%. And the reason for that was that energy firms, as has been a trend actually over the last two or three weeks, 
have been adding oil and natural gas rigs, which means that there is a, a high supply in the market than there was previously. At the same time, we're seeing more crude being pumped into the market from OPEC producers, Iran and Libya, despite the efforts from OPEC to limit output. So we're seeing more supply coming into the market, both in the US and outside of the US. And obviously, with corona cases rising in Europe and US, demand is uh, leveling off. So supply, demand out of balance, very simple story there. Gold also had a very tough week. Yeah, gold was down, actually had one of its worst weeks over the last six months. Uh, It was down over 5% for the week and slightly surprising given that it was quite a risk-off week. And, you know, we expect gold to act as a hedge to equity market risk and volatility. What's been happening for gold is that given that, you know, it's had such a strong one since the start of the year and it's reached levels above $2,000, at these levels, technicals have become a lot more interesting and it's attracted a lot of interest from speculative traders and we've seen quite a bit of profit taking and as a result we've basically seen a sort of a short-term bear trend gripping the sort of gold markets which is overriding some of its properties as a safe haven asset having said that it's still up 20 percent year to date one of the best performing assets but you know more recently it has been weak Finally, for gold, and this applies to other commodities as well, the dollar strength is not helping. So the dollar, if you look at the DXY, which is a trade-weighted dollar index, was up 2% for the week. So all commodities, including gold, are denominated in dollars, which is one of the other reasons that it's been trading a bit weaker. Indeed. So fairly logical movements in those commodity markets then. If we look at the week ahead, Nathan, I'll turn to you for this because there's some most important news probably coming from the US this week. Yeah, so we've got some big events this week. I think the biggest one is obviously Tuesday, where we have the US presidential debate. So this is where Trump and Biden will go head to head in a televised debate. And these are always important because I think those swing voters or those voters who haven't decided who they're going to vote for, they will look at this and decide how they're going to vote. So that'll be a key focus this week for markets. And I think also importantly, we have unemployment data on Friday. So what we've seen in the US is that unemployment data has been coming down quite significantly has been one of the catalysts for the market you know that kind of big move down so markets move up aggressively